Hello, and welcome to this special movie night edition of the 30-Minute CMO Podcast. My name is Gorsha Hucho, and I'm joined by my movie-loving friend and partner, Alex McNamara. Uh, top Damn of right. the podcast to you. Top of the podcast. Love movies. Such, I, such, I, gotta, I missed them so much during yeah. the pandemic. Yeah, you are. Yeah. You were ready to. You were ready to go and park yourself in the movie theater and, and binge like it was still the 2019 and movie pass was in fact. I I I canceled my AMC Stubs membership. Um, they they to be fair, great great brand brand work here. Uh, they did pause payments um, for the whole time of the pandemic. Didn't even. I think we talked about this before. Didn't even have to like call, opt in. They were just like, you know what, you can't go. We're going to pause it for you. You're not going to pay anything. I was like, that's cool, man. That's cool. And then I canceled it because there's no AMC near in Portland. So uh, well, lost the customer due to relocation. <laughs> due to not having a movie theater where you are. But I'm sure you do have a movie theater of some sort where you I are. Do. And uh, big movies, blockbuster movies, the saviors of the silver screen are <laughs> coming to a movie theater that is still hopefully open. Uh, hopefully near, open near you. <laughs> yeah, and I, and, and I don't say this just lightly. Uh, Arclight, um, a fairly big chain of movie theaters permanently shut down. And I, you know, I'm very saddened by this because we had an Arclight. We had several in L.A., one in Santa Monica where I used to live and where you used to live. And that's now permanently uh, gone. So, you know, some movies didn't, some movie theaters didn't survive. But those that did are waiting um, for the um, moviegoers to uh, start coming in again, and uh, there are some, yeah, and there are some, uh, there are some uh, big time movies coming out. The ones that were delayed. So Dune is one that uh, yep. that's arriving. I um, I think there was uh, one of the comic kind of action hero movies uh, was one of the Marvel ones that made a huge splash that came out um, maybe a month or so ago and crossed a huge. A uh, huge amount of money, and I think gave confidence to the other studios that it was fine to go ahead and release. Yep. So I'm excited because James Bond is finally finally here. finally, finally here. here. I'm not. Oh, I'm not sure wait. when I'm gonna go, but it's definitely going to go to be either this weekend or the next weekend um, mm-hmm. to go and see it, and it'll be the first movie I'm gonna see in a movie theater um, in a while. Yeah, I haven't been since. I binged the Oscar-nominated movies back in 2000... Must have been early 2020. Must have been. The, That's when before, we were... In the before times. In the before times, yeah. No, I can't wait to go back. We've, we've talked about this at length of the in, in-person silver screen versus um, smaller non-silver screen of your house and the straights to streaming versus should you go to the movies and you know they're still uh hbo is still doing the simultaneous release disney got yeah. in a lot of hot water with the simultaneous release of black widow so yeah. it's it's like i've got so used to seeing movies when they first come out at home but you don't get the same intensity they're made you know some of these movies are made for the big screen and yeah, i can't it, wait it, it, james bond is it's one also of them. It's also a shared experience. You're also not distracted by a thousand things. Like even if I'm watching a movie at home um, or a show, mm-hmm. my phone is is there. No one is telling me to shush it. I'm not sharing this experience really with anyone else. 
So I think that's that's also the draw. It's like you know you're you're all singularly focused on one thing. Well, maybe two if you have popcorn, you know, but mainly one. Um, so yeah, uh, apparently, so I apparently in talk- Texas you get pickles. Is that right? Fried pickles. Fried pickles in Texas as like a as a as a as, as a, a movie thing. thing. Weird, weird people. Weird. Yeah. People. Weird. Anyway, well, I digress. I, 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 <laughs> So I want to talk. I, I want to primarily talk today with to you about James Bond because that one has probably the most uh, marketing uh, implications and applications. The franchise obviously is uh, decades old, uh, starting with um, Sean Connery, uh, and brands have been a part of the James Bond experience almost from the beginning. You know, Aston Martin, Omega, like those those brands, and and since then the number of participating brands have only multiplied. Um, so I, I, I wanted to talk uh, and just kind of discuss the brands behind James Bond and and why James Bond uh, makes sense to them and why they make sense for James Bond. And maybe mm-hmm. we can just talk a little bit about evolution of the James Bond brand in itself, uh, what yep. it used to mean, what it means now, um, and, um, and see if we can uh, find some commonalities there. Um, so uh, maybe we can start with that first kind of historical context. Um, when you think of James Bond, like when someone says James Bond, what are your main associations? What do you think about when I say James Bond? Um, martini, uh-huh. Aston Martin, um, tuxedos, gadgets, debonair, looseness. Yeah. And yeah. maybe, um, maybe, maybe swanky exotic hotels uh, and, yeah. you know, jet setting lifestyle general expensive things that can be broken and no one cares you know what you yeah. forgot to mention what? britishness britishness well i think that's 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 a given isn't it but you have to i i, I think that given um i mean it, it is a given but i think in a world where james bond uh is such a multinational you know icon and brand the britishness of it is what makes it that unique uh, brand right well, like, maybe maybe for the non-british people because i feel like it's 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 not as different for us to identify as it is for the non-english people but think about it i mean the the global release of the of this last movie uh it was in london it was in royal mm-hmm. albert hall with prince william and uh and uh, and kate middleton kind of being the guests of, I mean, like, it doesn't get, I mean, it doesn't get more British, British than that for, for the British people, you know, <laughs> and, and that's, and that's how they chose to roll it out. It, it wasn't yeah. done in China or in Hollywood. It was done there with them. Um, I, I feel like for a while Bond, the Bond franchise walked away from its British kind of heritage um, with um, some of the movies kind of at the tail end of the Pierce Brosnan era and the beginning of the Daniel Craig era. But over the yeah. last, you know, couple of movies, they've definitely tried to align themselves more with their heritage. Definitely, yeah, I think so. Um, so I, I think it's still it's still inherently English, and I think you know a lot of. I mean, they're all based have some element of Londonness to it. Um, most even of though the it seems se- like given a, given given I think the last movie, the movie before then, that he is Scottish. Who is Scottish? Bond. Well, you know, the script writers these days changing changing things on the fly. I don't know. I don't know who approved that. 
<laughs> I feel like all of that just gets approval from the queen herself, you know. <laughs> it has it has to. It has to. Mm-hmm. Um so Bond's always been identified with Omega uh, or as we say in the US Omega uh with Aston Martin with like you said Savile Row suits, um kind of the traditional uh trappings of an English gentleman. Um yep, high society. Um those all make sense um, to me as the consumer. But why do you think they make sense and they made sense at the time for those brands? Like if you're Aston Martin um, and you are identifying yourself with kind of a mass market franchise like Bond as an exclusive car maker, Omega, which is a, a pretty exclusive watch brand. Um, you know, why do you see Bond as the kind of marketing vehicle you want to continue to associate yourself with? Well, there there are about thirty years difference between the Aston Martin Bond connection and the Amiga one. The Amiga was was first introduced in Goldeneye, Golden yeah Goldeneye with Pierce Brosnan in nineteen ninety seven. Um, that was their first collaboration. Before that, he actually used a Rolex for right. a while. Um, but I feel like in the beginning, it was not a smash hit success. So I feel like the the bond producers were leveraging probably some of the clout and the brand of the of the other brands that they were introducing they were bringing in to try and connect to their audience and then they became so synonymous with each other especially Aston Martin that you know one bond couldn't live without those um i remember in quantum of solace they brought in ford i think ford was a sponsor for it and he drove around in a ford for a while and it looked really weird um but the, yeah the th- amiga the, i think the thunderbird right yeah the yeah short, the short-lived thunderbird um the uh the amiga connection i think makes for me it makes a lot of sense because they have a their their product range is very varied from sports watches to you know luxury watches and Bond is able to showcase all of those throughout his escapades in each of the movies. It's a pretty high-end um, product. You know, you're spending three or four thousand for an entry-level brand new. Um, you're spending upwards of fifty, sixty thousand probably on the on the higher-end brand new, more on the grey market. But for Bron- Bond, is what he represents in terms of you know suave, debonair, ladies' man from sort of earlier times um Mm -hmm. not so much in the the now times but you know you could you could see where someone who watched a bond film was like you know what i could i could i could be bond all i need is all i need is an amiga and i could i could be bond i could sip a martini in a swanky hotel lobby bar with an amiga and be like bond james bond so I feel like yeah. you, you you had these connections where he is supposed to be a very sophisticated, he is money's no object kind of guy. Well, I I I, I would also say that Bond is um is a popular movie franchise in all parts of the world, including the yep. uh, rapidly well at this point it's not even rapidly growing. It's it's the humongous Asian market, and uh, for these brands uh, to be associated with kind of this. British sophistication, which has always been highly valued in some corners of the world and in China and India, um, elsewhere, um, having the, associ- uh, the association with Bond um, carried a lot of a lot of weight. And I always kind of wonder, you know, 
who really goes after, you know, who wants to go and buy a 007 edition something or other, right? It's, you know, it's... it's, it's... I honestly have thought about it so many times. So many well, times. The 007 well, on the on the second hand of the Amiga. Yeah? Yeah, I've looked at it and, and then I was like, I can't afford that. What am I insane? Would you pay, Get would out you of here. The, would you pay the whatever premium they charge for that? <sighs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe if I actually had money and the world wasn't falling apart, potentially... <laughs> well, so th- so this is an interesting one. If, I mean, uh, a brand obviously that also makes sense for Bond Land Rover um, made a big integration with this last movie, uh, and they released uh, actually released for sale a super limited edition of their new Defender, uh, the James Bond edition, um, and I I think they're using it as sort of a Halo um, a Halo vehicle for the rest of the Defender range. Um, that's that's an interesting one. It kind of got mixed reviews. I think the the attempt to you know take take that Bond branding and apply it to a very kind of brutal off roader um, didn't necessarily sit well with with many people. Aston Martin's sophistication you know makes sense. The new Defender you know covered in the trappings of James Bond. I think people had questions around that. What do you think of that? What do you, do you think it makes sense for them to lean that heavily into the James Bond brand? I I think it makes I think it makes sense for them to lean into it because there's definitely going to be people who go James Bond I want it so Gorsha when did you put your deposit down <laughs> but nope. I, I I I really I mean like it's such an iconic British brand James Bond is an iconic British brand I I think it makes sense for them to try and spend the money to become super relevant with their with their new vehicle and I think you know it may not make sense for the film but there's definitely people who are out there who won't see past that who'll be like james bond defender i imagine there's a lot in the in the limited editions limited yeah. edition i mean it's it's the reason why champagne brands sponsor all these all sorts of movies you know they're not they're just they're just there to get eyeballs and people to be like i want that because it's in the film and it's not it's not that it's not more complex than that sometimes. Yeah, and I was surprised to actually, as much as I was uh, enjoying reading the list of the brands that are um, integrated into this movie, um, I was also surprised uh, by maybe the absence of some of the brands. And and, and maybe they are there, but uh, they weren't called out as some of the more obvious integrations. Obviously, I'll see the movie and I'll, and I'll see for myself. But uh, you mentioned Champagne, so Bollinger um, is, is a partner uh, with, with Bond, and they create a whole marketing campaign around this. Um, and that makes sense. Well, they were uh, they were in the original books as the as James Bond's favorite champagne from the back in the day. You know who so uh, who's else's favorite champagne? Uh, Bollinger is Her Majesty's uh, the Queen, and yours, and mine, and mine as well. So three yeah. very important people who who value the Bollinger Bollinger champagne. Yep, Th- there's that very one. accurate. You know, how how are you connect? How are you connected to Her Majesty the Queen through Bond via <laughs> Bollinger champagne? Through Bond via Bollinger Champagne. I feel like uh, so. If anyone's I, looking I, I, for a birthday present for me, December is coming up. You can send it to the RPO box, which we will set up <laughs> just for this exclusive Bond-related drop-off. I feel like the difference between you, her, and him are the vintages that you guys drink. <laughs> yes, I have the uh, non-vintage. What I was surprised by are, are, are were the absence of maybe some of the brands that um, I kind of feel like I associate with Bond. Um, one is um, Johnny Walker, maybe. Um, another one is um, 
you know, a brand like Barber, for instance, which felt like it, you know, it has a place um, with, 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 with the James Bond brand. So I also wonder why some of these decided to maybe not have as an obvious of a, of a partnership, um, given that this is the biggest movie release of 2021. And, you know, there's a lot of spotlight on, um, on, on this movie. I, I imagine it's the sheer cost to be in the movie. Uh, I remember I was I was watching a Daniel Craig um, interview and he said, if I have to, you know, drink a Heineken in the movie and do a couple Heineken ads so the movie can get made, I will do it because I value the franchise. You know, I value the the movies um, so much. And I, I think it was at that point I realized quite how important the sponsorships are for the movie production. Like, they, you know, they cost hundreds of millions of dollars to make. And if you can get a fifty million dollar, you know, cash injection from from Heineken plus Omega, I think actually Omega may be the only one who doesn't pay in their contract. I'm not sure, but like Aston Martin, you know, I'm sure the champagne Bollinger may have it. You know, money has to come in in order yeah. to make this. So I imagine that Barber probably won't be paying twenty twenty five million to be seen in a in a scene with Daniel Craig. You know, it's um, it's interesting that James Bond, as uh, as rich of a lifestyle as he projects, as the movie projects, is made by a studio that was financially struggling for a long time, MGM, and uh, there were doubts about its uh, ability to actually finance um, the production of this la- uh, latest movie. So you're right; um, these sponsorships, probably more so than for other franchises, were a lifeline for for the studio. Um, the studio was just bought by Amazon for. Um, for billions and um, the the bond franchise was kind of the marquee the 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 crown the crown jewel of mgm i'm pretty sure it's the only only film that actually made the money that kept them afloat yeah but um i think i think also obviously the brands just didn't know that um this you know the pandemic would happen and uh and then post-pandemic, this would be the biggest movie release. You know, before the pandemic, it was going to compete with Top Gun, the remake, or the second, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the second iteration, as well as the usual slate of uh, of blockbusters. And so, um, had they known, maybe their decisioning would have been would have been different there. Um, I th- I think it's really interesting that as a brand, the Bond film was the most, if not the you know top two most anticipated and and wanted films throughout the whole pandemic like everyone's like cool yeah top gun's coming out can't wait to see that whatever but like everyone's like when is bonds gonna happen when is it gonna come out and i think a lot of the studios were watching to see what tenant did and then what bonds did because i think tenant came out um you know back in when was it end of last year and they just couldn't they couldn't push it out anymore because they thought people were gonna go internationally go and see it so they could make the uh the money back through sales international and they 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 did some but they couldn't really and they didn't make anything here um and that cost a billion dollars to make or something but for bond all everyone was watching what they were going to do and they pushed it back and it was interesting to also see i read i saw an article which was um they couldn't push a bond back anymore because they couldn't afford to do the marketing anymore because it'd been around for so long, which I thought That's was right. really weird because I know we're going to, we're going to go on this in a second, but it was like, 
just don't market it because everyone knows it's going to happen. Everyone knows what it is. It's around. You don't need to do the marketing push constantly. But if you keep pushing the date back, you know, five months, four months, five months, you do still need to keep the flywheel going to get people interested. So they were like, you know what? We've got to do it now. Otherwise, we run out of money. You know, uh, speaking of marketing, obviously the the, the brands, uh, some of them, um, they had to go to market with their uh, bond sponsorships um, when they had initially planned to do it. If, if you've noticed, DHL has been driving around their yellow bond branded vans <laughs> since I think last year because they probably already sent them to get like decaled out. Like they they had to go live with this. They had um, TV commercial spots with the Bond DHL integration out like way before Bond the movie was starting to get promoted, you know? So some of this felt like, you know, they just committed and they couldn't pull yeah. the plug. Like they just had to. And But that created the sort of the mind share of, um, of Bond because I would see that on TV. And even though the company, the studio wasn't necessarily promoting it, um, they were, but yeah, um, they spent 150 million bucks to uh, to promote to promote this movie. Uh, that's a lot of money for that's uh, a lot of money for any franchise, but especially for Bond. That's a lot of money. I mean, it, it's one that probably doesn't need that much money. I'd be I'd be really interested to see how the the sponsor the 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 benefit of the sponsor like the DHL and. Um, the Land Rover who who had advertising campaigns, how the media dollars were split in terms of who was paying for what, because of course Bond would benefit from DHL pumping, you know, hundreds of millions or millions into the market with their advertising. I wonder if there was like a a media split um, where they would pay 50-50 or if it was more just like DHL were, were just paying all of it. And then Bond were like, yeah, you pay us money, and then we also get the, the mind share of other people. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I mean, my feeling is it was probably the latter, where you know the brands paid for the licensing and then uh, paid for their promotions. But I feel like the overall amount is probably greater than $150 million if you if you account for that. Um, they're probably trying to get people excited enough to go into the movies, because even though you and I are excited about it, not everyone might be as ready to kind of go and do this. And so maybe some of this is meant to create enough hype that, you know, yep. people will turn out in, in greater numbers. But yeah, it's a it's a it's a big amount. And um, I wonder what the you know, how long it will be in the movie theaters, given that there is not a lot of alternatives to to go and see. You know, what the show uh, might yeah. be. I mean, you think you think they'd try and keep it out as as long as possible. I wonder if they do have a partnership with a streaming service to to bring it to that streaming service relatively you mean quickly. A- a- Amazon Prime that owns MGM. You mean... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I was gonna not say that, but yeah, that that one. I wonder if they're gonna use it to get more Prime subscribers. Um, not that they can probably get any more because everyone's got it now. You know, I think I think I, I, I think one last kind of thought I have about Bond as a as a as as a standout movie franchise is that it it's been with us for so long. It predates you and me. It predates. Uh, I mean, it's like my parents' age. Um, yep. It sort of creates kind of like the Queen creates a sense of normalcy and stabi- stability in a in a time of you know like turmoil. I think so does Bond, and 
with it coming out as being the first kind of blockbuster movie you know arguably to come out post post you know post the peak of the pandemic people are going to be excited to go and see it because they associate bond with the before times with you know like the the way that life was and hopefully will be again mm-hmm. and uh, there is a nostalgia factor there and it's the last G- uh, daniel craig movie and i know he's a fairly controversial bond but i i think he's done a great job in sort of reviving this franchise and making it relevant for the 21st century so and i want to go and see him play this role in the final movie here's I mean, I can't believe they cast a blonde Bond. I mean, like that is outrageous. I mean, I can't believe it. But you know, they gotta, they gotta, they gotta make these crazy decisions um, to to cast people, and you know, it paid off. I think. I, so, I, I feel like I, I feel like his uh, the color of his very short hair is probably the least standout feature of. But <laughs> the Daily Mail made such a fuss about it in two thousand five. How could you? How could you even think that they could do this? Uh, I think the Daily so. Mail's job is to make a fuss about anything. So had they cast, <laughs> I don't know, had they had they cast Prince William for the role, they would have made a fuss about it. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, like it's, I think it's, I think it's a, I think it's going to be great. I can't wait to go watch it. It's going to be, I mean, I, the Matrix Four on the movie theme that is also coming out, and I think I'm pretty sure that's coming out HBO Max and mm-hmm. the cinema at the same time. Now, where are you going to see it? I want to go watch it in the cinema, obviously, but, yeah. but the ease in which I can just turn it on on HBO Max does make the decision a lot harder. Because if I have, if I want to go watch it in the cinema, I have to convince other people to go with me. I mean, like, I don't have to; I can go on my own, and that's actually a better experience. But if I did want to go with other people, I'd have to convince them to not be at home and go to the cinema with me and at that i feel like makes it harder for people who don't want to go to the cinema on their own to go and buy tickets because it's you're not just getting one you'd be getting two three four tickets per you know per experience well i'll tell i'll tell you this i had a conversation with my wife about uh seeing movies in general uh recently and she said you know let's let's not let's not see movies in the movie theater it's um it's still not, you know, safe enough. And then almost in the same breath, she's like, but we should go see Bond. Because, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. We, make, we make exceptions. Sac- sacrifice yourself to go see James Bond, I think, is the is the core message from this podcast. Yep. Gonna go, going to start that night with some Bollinger champagne. Um, maybe. Maybe hope that uh, Uber Lux has a James Bond <laughs> edition of uh, Land Rover. And, Do they have uh, an Uber, not... Uber Aston? <laughs> they should. Uber should have done an, uh, a, a partnership oh, and, and, and done something like this. That would have been fine. They should have done that. Anyway, I'm excited to do it. I'm excited to, to hear your reactions uh, to the movie when when you go and see it. Uh, we'll I'm sure we'll touch on this, but um, it's it's exciting. It's exciting that James Bond is coming is 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 here, and uh, I'm excited to actually see how all the how all the brands play in that movie. I'm hopeful that none of them are going to be as awkward in terms of placement as Sony Vio was back a few bonds ago or um, when BMW decided to be in a bond movie, which had no, <laughs> no rhyme or reason to be there. Um, yep. I hope that some of the, like most of these are pretty organic and uh, it makes sense. You'd think, you'd think in today's advertising market with branded content, you, you'd have a much more seamless brand integration experience, you'd think. 
I hope TikTok. I do hope TikTok paid him a ton of money to do something in the movie on TikTok. <laughs> I, I do hope that's the case. Maybe they've Probably got the billions. Not. They've got. They the could billions. just buy the franchise. They should have just bought it from from Amazon. Well, well, yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> anyway, uh, happy movie watching, happy weekend, uh, and uh, we'll be back to discuss our impressions and talk about other things advertising next week. See you later. <laughs>